It's cold in the studio this evening. I think someone must have been messing with the thermostat on the heating. And... and it's raining? On a space station? Hang on, has someone set the fire suppression sprinklers to... to drizzle? And... well, I didn't even know that you could get tartan light bulbs. What on Eden is going on in here tonight? Right, everybody, come on. Did none of you get the memo? I've got the studio all sorting ready for the show. It's going to be great. Now, hit the button and say the thing. Um, uh, are mics alive? Good evening, good evening everyone and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live. This is a special North Britain edition, says me, because I'm in charge. Hang on, you're not the only North Britisher here. What about us Southern types? Boy, I'm from North Britain too. Well, not really. North England, which is North South Britain. North Britain's the cold, wet bit on the other side of the wall. And that's just how we like it up here. You really want me to put on the voice? Yes, mandatory. Rudolph's not here, Amelia's not here, so I've declared this week Apology Officer Week, and I am not sorry. Oh, well, some wee little headlines coming up. Does this mean we can have some haggis? I like haggis. No. Nah, it's not haggis season. Nips and tatties? No. Gaber tossing? Well, only if you do it quietly and run the wind can see you. Anyway, on with the show. Revolving door installed at Hutton as full signs appear. Buckyballers hold their breath in anticipation of new events. Too hot, too messy update. Are we nearly there yet? Says Errol. Hutton's System State Smorgasbord. And the community's tapas platter of events. There was a worrying news this week as arrivals at Hutton Orbital presenting themselves to the squadron management officers were greeted not with progenitor Wolf's usual scowl and frown, but with a little handwritten note saying, Sorry, we're fully booked. It turns out the Pilots' Federation, in an attempt to prevent any squadron become, becoming all-powerful and challenging the galactic powers, have stuck a limit on how many people can be in the hut at once. 500. And yes, 500 people have nailed their mug to the masthead, having downed the Centauri Mega Gin that it was housed in it, signed up for the Hutton Helper and performed the ceremonial handshake. Which of course is impossible without the gin, or at least possible but requiring the tender ministrations of Nurse Wyeth afterwards and a good lie down in a darkened room in some anti-inflammatories and a cold flannel on the forehead. But that's it, we're full. 
Now, we'd like to reassure commanders that as being a Hutton Trucker is a state of being and not one of membership, you don't have to be in a squadron to actually feel like a trucker. If you're doing the nutty stuff, if you're too hot to a missing all over the place or taking part, it is by no means a requirement that you're in the squadron. That's reserved really for people who are doing stuff that directly benefits the Hutton faction, like BGS stuff or trucking or handing in billions of credits of exploration data. So you can be a trucker without being in the truckers, if you see what I mean. There are a few thousand truckers, so squadron membership is really a one in four kind of thing. There was a minor respite from the problem after administration realised that all of the hanky clones were in the squadron, despite at least half of them being stationed out in Colonia with Mindwipe, attempting to keep the pace clean and tidy. Well, tidy, actually. They're just trying to keep the place. And they were transferred to Hutton's Hot Core faction based out at Fort Mug. It appears that we now have a few tens of spaces free. However, administration have agreed that from this week, lost and retired truckers will have their squadron privileges removed if they've been on lengthy sabbatical to make way for enthusiastic new Hutton truckers eager to get their names up in lights as a luminary of our little orbital. Buckyballers, probably the only group in the galaxy nuttier than a fully-fledged hunting trucker, known for doing the others most silly things in the galaxy. Full contact racing, time trials, launching themselves into orbit for giggles, squeezing small ships through tiny holes at high speeds, and doing daredevil stunts in SRVs, just for the heck of it. Well, they've really outdone themselves in their latest endurance challenge. In scenes reminiscent of that Asterix comic where one of the chief waverless ye bacon decides to teach Obelix to hold his breath every time he wants to get his own way, they've decided to test out the power of their lungs. The latest challenge, The Last Gasp, Buckyball Race is a crossbreed between those kinds of fun challenges you do at a bar, seeing how many beer mats you can flip from the edge of a table then catch them without spilling everyone's pint, and some kind of David Blaine self-torture magic trick. The plan? Buy yourself some Buckyball beer mats, then turn off your life support and see if you can deliver them all to six different ports before you pass out and inexplicably explode. Why exactly the ship explodes when you run out of air, nobody knows, but they do. And if you survive that, the effort, threading your ship carefully but swiftly through the docking slots and getting that extra gasp of oxygen, your time will be logged and then it's just a case of how fast you want to go and who tops the table. Alec Turner has been in the deep diving pools of his homeworld, expanding his capacity. Others have been engineering their ships with a little more oxygen, though we're not sure if that's a stock category for those who want your vanilla rimlock. Who will win the plaudits for having the biggest lungs in space? Tune in next week to find out. We have now been going for eight what seem like quite long weeks with Too Hot Too Messy, the Hutton-led initiative to deliver Hutton mugs and Centauri Megagin to every single station in the galaxy. Dogged commanders, and what else would you call Alvin soldiers, have been dropping off mugs and gin all over the galaxy and this week we passed the 26,000 mark. 
Delivery numbers are once again down, so get stocked up, get involved and keep the momentum going. Remember, every mug counts. 201 commanders from 69 squadrons are currently taking part and more are always welcome. Naturally, Hutton commanders are collectively blazing away at the head of the squadron leaderboard, passing 10,000 deliveries just yesterday. The winged hussars have firmly established themselves in second place with over 1,350 muggings and the paladins are third, having carved the 1,100 notch. The quartet that make up the undead are still in fourth with 777, and Infinite Dreamer in his one-man squadron is fifth with over 600. He who, well it would be boring to mention every week, yes him, is still out in front with over 2100 mugs delivered. However, he's been chased down by Nem, who passed the 1800 mark this week, but Mouse 8287 is ever close behind on almost 1300. Waller 81 is in fourth after a week's holiday and is back on 1050. How do we know all this? Because it's tracked by the marvel that is the Hutton Helper and updating live on the Too Hot Too Messy event page. At this rate, we'll have delivered a canister of Hutton mugs and Centauri Megagin to every station in the galaxy by, well, Christmas. Precisely which Christmas we aren't going to speculate, as we find more and more stations each week, but if everyone leaves it to everyone else, it's going to take much longer to accomplish. How do I join in the fun I hear you ask? Well, first you need to sign up by downloading the Hutton Helper from hot.forthemug.com forward slash download, where your mug and gin deliveries will be automatically counted for you by Antarius Fusion's arithmetic rodents. We reported last week that we thought Tharg was lost jinking and jiving all over the place without a clear path in mind. We speculated, postulated and pontificated about the possible plan behind the mysterious path. With three of the Stargoids meandering their way through space, followed by a trail of scientists, boffins and the terminally curious, there were reports that, as of last week, one of them had gone off wandering. It had completely lost the plot and decided to keep going in a straight line, in completely the wrong direction. Had their, had their galnav broken? Were the directions at the last pub indistinct and were they looking for the Duke's nostril to make their next turn? Had the McStiffy Cup got jammed under the throttle and they were desperately trying to unstick it? Or, as many had suggested, were they making a detour? Fed up of the little fuckers on board and their incessant, are we there yet? And decided to stop off to let little Errol go for a wee and mother, father and the other Thargoid parents stretch their legs before they lost their rag. Were they trying to find a supercruise through McThargoid so they could grab a quick bite? Whatever the case, they appear to have done whatever it was they were intending on doing, and in a rather worrying development, engaged some kind of interspatial emergency jump drive, which boinked them 300 light years back onto their original trajectory, and, with bladders much emptied, and bellies full of McThargwopper with ammonia, and maybe a chocolate McStiffy if the machine was working, they have resumed their course of doom towards humanity. Well, wasn't that a fun week? The war in the wardrobe went like a dream, Alvin got a shiny new base, but we have a couple of small clouds on the horizon. More on those stories coming up. 
Taking the early part of the week off from its regular slot at the bottom of the pile due to the war in Narenses was Barnard's star, now on a reassuring 30%. There is a conflict and an election in the system tying up all but 10% of influence, so it's really been a pretty bad week to try and improve Hutton's margin. However, the conflicts stand a good chance of ending in the next day or two, so keep an eye on it. Ross 671 is next on the naughty step on 37, and since it is currently host to two civil wars amongst the bottom place four factions, influence is proving very hard to shift. A shade below 39% is the very slow to move Epsilon Indy, which has moved up one point in the week. Epsilon Eridani was doing well but has been hit by yet another wave of space lurgy in a fresh outbreak leaving it on 40% so shipping meds to the large pad stations. Just when we thought we had seen the last of Blight in Avic and Alpha Centauri, it has returned but this time to LP525-39, shipping agronomic treatment to relieve the situation. Now Clark Insulation has large pads for you T9 and cutter jockeys, otherwise it's medium pads at the two outposts. Last week, our cunning plan to put up Yang Orbital and Narenses as bait came to fruition as Hutton dominated in the war against the Leuton 347-14 prison colony with an emphatic 4-0 win. Hutton gained the Bengrino astrophysics expedition leaving the prison colony with just one settlement in Narnia. At any time you want to offload that, we'll only be too happy to take it off your hands, no questions asked. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have six systems above 60%, one of which, LP532-81, is on 70%, and again, we will expand imminently, so keep an eye on our systems roster to spot the new one. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, give Barnard Star a couple of days and ship agronomic treatment into LP525-39. Well, we've only had one update so far on the community events for Does the Sun Still Rise in the East in the East, week 30. Hello from the JG Zarco Nebula, a fascinating system of a planetary nebula with a class A star orbiting closely around the only neutron star I've seen and used, all, and used in all this time. Apparently, the system is named after the famous Portuguese explorer Jari Concav Zarco Nebula, so kudos to him. Although I couldn't find Mr Nebula in the history books, which is a great shame. There was even some spare planets here for me to put my moniker on for posterity before I head off on the last little bit of my journey. It's a bit busy week and the optional waypoints were also taken in. The first was the DSSA Void Crusader, a strange place where I could only find one other soul who kept muttering, Dog is coming, dog is coming, although it sounded like he was just breathing heavily to me. So I dropped my cartel data and skedaddled there from there as soon as possible to the Ohio Nebula, which I'm very happy to say didn't look like a little bruise like the last two I visited, more of a superating leg wound I thought. 
The Exobiology Hunt has been sparse, but very well worthwhile, with the trusty Dysonator logging a new few new species and one or two very rare flora, such as these receptor, which were found which were worth more money than all five species I logged on the planet previously. Next up is the Nebulosa Portuguesa, and from there it's really only a short trip hop back to Tolly Gaff's junkyard in Cozera. <laughs> Tolly Gaff's junkyard, <laughs> the place I call home. It was 100,000 light years done, a mere 8,400 to go on a hot bath inside that I bid you all TTFN, TTFN until next week, or seven. Right. So okay, who coughed? Us. Who coughed? Oh, oh it might have been me. Uh, mm. so that's us finished with the news, and now we're on to banter thing. Oh, um, yeah. So I have to ask the question we ask every week. Chicks, was there a Frontier live stream? Uh, mm, ask me another. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, chicks, did Frontier do a live stream? Uh, absolutely not, no. No, okay. No. Space, space no. stuff then? It's not the right week for it. Oh, for, yeah. it, it was always the right week for space stuff, but yeah, no. space stuff. So, uh, Artemis one. Yeah, fixed. well, uh, hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's fixed. It's well, is it? We'll never really know, will we? Until we. Yeah. I heard it was hiding from somebody called Ian. Yeah, mm. I would. It did get wheeled out, and then it got wheeled back in because Ian was going to shove it over. So yeah, it's it's back in the build. It's it's one of those kind of plagued with difficulties kind of launches, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, well, they they say each of the Apollo missions had a had a little glitch because uh, mm. <laughs> on Apollo thirteen, when they lost the number five engine on stage two, do you remember that? I Maybe. think you were going to talk about the part of Apollo thirteen where it kind of lost. The air and the power. <laughs> well, no, they, 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 they the comment was as, uh, as they were going. Yeah, there's our glitch for the for the flight. They said, "There's mm. our glitch for the flight." <clears throat> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so they just burned the stage too for a bit longer. So yeah. they lost one yeah. engine, but uh, not quite as spectacular yeah. in that sense. There was uh, Apollo 12 that was hit by lightning just as it was clearing the tower. Twice, twice, <laughs> twice. <laughs> so uh, try SCE to walks. Yeah. yeah. Good old John Aaron saving the day, steely-eyed missile man. Mm, indeed. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, was he? he got, yeah, the ecom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, back down anyway. to earth. So, um, <laughs> just <laughs> some, someone called. Well, it was funny you say that. So, um, Artemis you know, hasn't actually left. Artemis is hiding from Ian because <laughs> yes. if you're Nick Robinson on the radio this morning, he was going. I can't really get excited about. Her. About a hurricane called Ian. It's not very, a yes, very threatening yeah. name. And got besieged yeah. by Ian. <laughs> Remember Hurricane Ivan? That was better. Oh yeah, was it yeah, terrible? That's when you go gyms. Yeah. Yeah, but was Ian it? the terrible. Yeah. Ian the terrible doesn't so really work, one, does it? Yeah. One called after my sister Fiona, and now I've got one called after my brother Ian. No, oh, <laughs> Hurricane Flossie next year. <laughs> mm. Now that would be scary. Hurricane Helen. Uh, it might get a Hurricane Helen at some point, yeah. Well, it's, it's, 
It's and gone. It's gone from Fiona to Ian. Has it? Was there anything in between? Well, yeah. Uh, they're named in the order they start to develop, not necessarily in the order they oh. make landfall. Mm, yeah. Right. I, I see. remember. Uh, I remember doing. <laughs> no word of it. I remember doing a new uh, news report. Um, got a habit of doing this um, from a boat out off. I think it was somewhere off the Carolinas in what turned out to be Hurricane Collie. I think it was Tropical Storm, actually, because it wasn't big enough to be. And I was doing this, like, selfie news report on the front of this boat, you know, it was lashing it down with rain and going up and down. I'm going, and then the punchline was, of course, this is Tropical Storm Colin. I thought, oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sending this. This sounds ridiculous. So I, I recorded it. I've still got it, but I never sent it. Yeah, but, 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 but was the overall report as... Seamless. As this usually is. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good. <laughs> Absolutely. So we we also had they were also doing more NASA stuff, weren't they? Oh yes. Yeah, That's I heard they went down what? to the pub for a, a few yeah. uh, bar spots. Yeah. on the hockey this week. On, yes. Yeah. That was that throwing some arrows Monday. Uh, fancy a game of arrows. Yes. Yeah. Chuck chuck some darts at a rock. Yeah, they did. They threw a threw a dart at an asteroid. I um, never quite got it. Did, did, did the small asteroid have to hit the big asteroid? No, no, no. It just had to. Uh, no, they were playing it. darts, not pool. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought they were maybe playing snooker ball. If you if you work for NASA though, wouldn't you want to work in the office where they think up the mission names? Oh yeah, yeah. Because we had Sherlock and Watson. Uh, mm. Two two weeks ago, because we talked live stream last week, so it was two weeks ago. And this week we've got Dart. Which is a double asteroid redirection test. I mean, it must have taken them oh. at Again, least I, at least I've, the space between two sips of coffee to I'm think of that. I'm still going with the, the theory that they make up the name and then back <laughs> in the, the acronym. Well, I yeah. think the only reason they chose Doesn't a double everybody? asteroid was because art wasn't as good. Yeah. Other <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, fast asteroids. No. <laughs> So it's so it's 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 funny how journalists who asteroid do, rendezvous test. <laughs> it's funny how asteroid journalists who don't really understand this stuff. Oh, humanity is saved! I'm going. Well, not really. No. <laughs> you know, I mean this. I mean uh, this this uh, this asteroid. Uh, the they called it a moonlet. Yes. Diamorphos, and it's 160 meters in diameter. So I can quickly do the maths. That's, eight, That's big. It's it's heavy. It's 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 fairly heavy. It's sort of it's, it's more like than I could lift. It's like a battleship house. weight, but it's it's sort of large warship weight. And the other thing they hit it with this weighed four hundred and seventeen kilos. Now I know it's about momentum, so it's all about mass and speed of yeah. velocity rather. Um, <laughs> this thing goes around this this monster. Was it seven hundred and eighty meter? Oh, Diddy! That's the stupid thing. Is the big one's called Diddy Moss? Oh, they didn't really think that one through, did they? Yeah, exactly. It's the little um, one called He Didn't Moss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh there's a little Diddy Moss. <laughs> yeah, fun. Anyway, they uh, they smack this thing into it, and just you know, just before it um, it hit, um, they launched a little Italian CubeSat. So yeah, they yeah. Could, I saw the picture uh, of the CubeSat. Was it a Fiat CubeSat? If you <laughs> 500, keeps that 500. Do you ever remember uh, Brian Cox saying, he said, look, I've, I've been two kilometres down in, in Alvin, 
you know, not 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 our Alvin, but Alvin submersible. <laughs> and I've been up to like sixty thousand feet in an English electric lightning. But the scariest thing I ever did was drive around Rome at rush hour in a Fiat five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> What, worse than London? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Than London's easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody comes into London because they don't want to pay the charge. Uh, um, oh, well, yeah, that yeah, didn't apply no, that, last time in, I was there. No, no, one has a, no one has a car with smooth panels. <laughs> yeah, in, in London, most of the people that can afford to pay the congestion charge care about the state of their body work. Yeah. Um, mm. Not unless you it's, live in... If you live inside the zone, it's an entirely different way of thinking about it. If you can afford to live inside the zone, you've got somebody else driving for you. <laughs> yeah. It's a long time since I was there. I just remember being terrified. Paris <laughs> is the same. Up the Triumph is just ten lanes of madness. Yeah, so they've uh, they NASA have banged a banged a satellite into uh, it was seven million seven million miles away. So uh, yeah, that's that's, that's further than Tesco, isn't it? Well, uh, not anymore. Depends where you live, really. <laughs> Not anymore, mate, but and how many underpasses you? Uh... Uh, yeah, but it's. I mean, to you know, to to clarify, this thing was in no danger of killing us anyway. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, well no, it wasn't then. No, <laughs> it wasn't. We don't know if it is or not now. Uh, so- but at the time, it wasn't head for the air, so we weren't in danger. This is just a test to see if, if we that can kind be. of thing works. Yeah, and it's yeah, or can be well, made to work. It's probably cheaper than sending Bruce Willis up anyway. Yeah, you can't afford the fees for Bruce Willis these days. Um, I, I, I know he's put on at... a little bit of weight, but 400 kilos, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the um, the NASA Neo um, website the other day, just out of curiosity, and there's a it's it's basically half a kilometre wide because the, it's very difficult the way these things reflect to actually judge size until they get very close. Yeah. Um, so there's one that they think is somewhere between 307 Eight, was it seven, eight? I call it, call it half a kilometre wide, and this this thing's going twenty three kilometres a second. Yep, which is that's definitely going to get ticketed. That, that's yeah. shifting, that isn't it? That's faster than the International Space Station. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, if that hits us, it'll just punch a whole street. No, it's about the same going. speed actually. Um, and it's going to whiz by us on I think first November, so all Hallows, and it's. I think somebody posted on this. Jim, is it like six times the Earth-Moon distance, something like that? And yeah, there's another one on the 18th. It's a long way is, out. Which is half the distance and half the size. So it's like yeah, it's only a Didymos, isn't it? It's a Didymos. Yeah. It's more of a Diddy lichen, I think that one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. So anyway, we flogged so, that one to death. Ha- so there's a Halloween asteroid then. Uh, well, yeah, the day after, I think. Oh, well, that's it. And the uh, in the continuing tradition of tonight's North Britain episode, I'd just like to say, we're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> doomed, I say. Doomed, I tell you. <laughs> so, should we move on to something happier, then? What's happier than smashing stuff into stuff? Smashing asteroids into the earth. That's well, the best game ever. Well, there is always the green room, because it's the last... Last show of the month. And what do we do in the last show of the month? We all run down to the green room, hold our breath and speak to the people in there. Nobody that's in there at the moment. Yeah. But if Come you on, listener. Speak, you need to speak, Get on to team speak. Mouth, breathe through your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so, I know. Yeah. Now, Jim, I know you've been prepared. 
Because mm-hmm. I, I reckon you've prepared a drum roll. Oh, I have. For this I week. have. I have prepared. Hey, I've been practicing yeah, and practicing just... my drumming, and here we go for the first Flossie, time. You're on. Flossie, tell us what happened. This week's hot and milk winner is Reese Lang. Yay! Congrats, <laughs> congratulations. Please email. I took part at hotnorbital.com with details of your address so that we can send you your shiny new mug. And we can all come round the stand in your garden and look in your <laughs> living room window at you. <laughs> if you would like to win a genuine Hutton mug, just be sure to deliver at least 10 mugs and 10 gin over the next week, while having the Hutton helper running, of course, and you could be in with a chance of dr- being drawn from a list of everyone else who has qualified that week. Fantastic. So, AE, the Automobile yeah. Association? <laughs> <sighs> Not Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh... No, I'm definitely not on that. And now it's time for Flossie with the CG News. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie, it's Flossie, and the community goals. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Ashleen Javal Charity Fundraiser finished at Tier 2 with 28 million units collected. The paint jobs, top 75% will get a dolphin excursion blue paint job, top 50% orca acemic black and white paint job, top 25% beluga expedition blue paint job. These reward tiers are cumulative with higher percentage qualifiers receiving the rewards from the previous tiers also. And protecting deliveries in semi-S finished between tiers 3 and 4 with 141 billion credits earned. The top 75% of contributors will receive the Python Predator teal paint job. New CGs starting today. Defend the true chapter cultists and seize the Fargo cult megaship. That's two separate uh, CGs. Conflict has erupted in Papontia as the Federation seeks to apprehend two chapters cultists of the Far God cult. Defend the true chapter cultists, the workers of Patantia Free, which is sympathetic to the sex rights practices religion, was outfitting the decadent megaship for the chapter's use. Federal ships have been deployed in the Popontia system with the intention of detaining all cultists and seizing the megaship. From the Testament megaship, the first apostle of the two chapters delivered the broadcast across public channels. The decadent will be a new home for us to await the far god's arrival. We are prepared to die and defend this holy calling. Our recognised patrons and the workers of Papontia Free will fight to protect us and reward those who aid our cause. Seize the Fargo cult megaship. 
Federal ships have been deployed in Papontia system with the intention of detaining all cultists and seizing the dedicated megaship. Governor, Governor Nadia Mercado, representing Papontia Incorporated, declared... By order of President Hudson, all Thargoid worshippers are under suspicion of espionage and abetting our annual enemies. The True Chapters group is ordered to surrender for lawful questioning. Papontia Incorporated has been tasked with overseeing this mission. Payments has been authorised for federal auxiliaries and independent pilots willing to pledge their support in subduing two chapters supporters. These unprecedented hostilities were commented on by Dr. Alfred Yulianov, an academic authority on the Order of the Far God. This is the first time that members of this faith have not calmly accepted their own fate. According to my research, the first apostle preaches that the Far God will transform her followers upon his manifestation, allowing them to survive whilst the rest of humanity is extinguished. This has evidently motivated two chapters' adherents to abandon their wholly passive stance. Both campaigns are being orchestrated by contacts in the system's primary starport, Ryman Marcus. The two factions have set out seven-day campaigns which will end when the top tier is reached by the other faction on or early Thursday the 6th of October 3308. To be eligible for rewards you must sign up as an active participant before handing in combat bonds at Ryman Market in the Papontia system. And that's it for this week's CD News. Blasi told you what to do and now we have the latest episode of Third Watch from Command- Commanders Beetlejuice Strachan and Witherspoon Packham. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. I'm very sorry. Apparently it's the latest episode of Galnet News Digest. Galnet News Digest, 29th of September 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Federation cracks down hard on religious minorities. The Alliance vaguely hopes it'll see some returns from its deal with Sirius. Aegis makes a bid to re-establish itself and those strange flares, the unidentified interstellar anomalies, also known as Stargoids, continue to advance towards human space. It's been nearly nine months since Alliance Prime Minister Edmund Mann, also pronounced Mayhom, signed a deal with the Sirius Corporation to provide anti-Thargoid protection. In that nine months, the Sirius Corporation has done precisely nothing to fend off Thargoids from Alliance space. Now at last, the Sirius Corporation is satisfied that the legal niceties have been dealt with, the terms have been agreed, and the contract has been signed. Now... At long last, the Sirius Corporation is to start work assembling an anti-Xeno task force for the Alliance. 
to be named Operation Tyndarius in commemoration of the Alliance megaship that was destroyed by Thargoids in HIP 22460 while the Sirius Corporation watched from the safety of a neighbouring system, the task force will consist of Alliance Defence Force ships, combined with what Sirius Navy's representative on the Alliance Board of Admirals, Nicholas Glass, described somewhat nebulously as Sirius Corporation Resources. Councillor Hildegard Dressler of Leasty explained that the Prime Minister had been forced to confront the Sirius Corporation to get this plan fast-tracked. Sirius Corporation appears to be more willing to take the Alliance's money than to give anything in return. Despite the announcement of Operation Tyndarius, many in the Alliance still fear the pact will turn out to be nothing more than an administrative exercise with no tangible benefit for the Alliance. President Hudson has ordered the confiscation of Fargod Hive chapels and the summary arrest and questioning of members of the Order, and his Secretary of State is moving to outlaw the religion completely in the biggest crackdown on the Thargoid worshippers since 3304. Shadow President Felicia Winters believes that Hudson is desperate to be seen as tough on the Thargoids following their breakthrough in HIP 22460, and that the Fargod cult members are an easy scapegoat. The administration's move is proving popular, and Winters was careful not to condemn it outright. But she demanded that Hudson reveal what evidence he has that the cult members have, as claimed, been providing aid and comfort to enemies of the state. The arrests come after the Federal Navy Intelligence Office uncovered evidence that the Fargod cult members were responsible for the dissemination of publicly leaked classified audio and video from HIP 22460, including the Thargoid Roar. Naval Intelligence also believes that cult members have been circulating other images from HIP 22460 internally and is concerned that their activity may disrupt anti-Zinu operations. Polls show that the majority of federal citizens distrust the order of the Far God, despite condemnation of the federal administration's crackdown by the Spiritual Freedom Movement, the Galactic Interfaith Commune and Advocacy. The proposal to outlaw the order seems credible, but Hudson's focus on the Hive chapels may be misplaced with the first apostle of the true chapter, the true voice of radicalised Fargod cult members. The previous attempt to outlaw the cult in 3304 failed when the order was shown to be harmless, after the discovery of their two sites in Etain. The Brotherhood of the Dark Circle has already offered Fargod cult members refuge, but it seems that something more will be needed to ensure the freedom and well-being of members of the Order of the Fargod cult following today's dramatic clampdown. <music> Professor Alba Tezra wants to bring Aegis back, and she's invited the superpowers to get involved. Tezro, who works for the Achenar Research Council, but who used to be the head of research at Aegis, wants the Tri-Superpower Thargoid Research and Defence Organisation re-established after a combination of superpower apathy, salvation sabotage and Aegis's own incompetence led to it being disbanded at the end of last year. The superpowers put all their resources into backing salvation and following the disastrous conclusion of the Proteus wave incident were left with little or no defence against the Thargoids. Professor Tezro believes that now is the time for all humanity to work together to understand the Thargoids and their technology. 
She acknowledges that Aegis made mistakes in the past and has said that any new incarnation of Aegis will learn from the criticisms in the Bauman report. The proposal to reform the organisation will be welcome news for many who kept faith in Aegis, despite the not-so-subtle attempts by Salvation to have it sidelined. It's unclear at present how many of the former staff of Aegis, now dispersed around other institutions, would be willing to return, or if the Federation would permit Aidan Tanner, the disgraced former Federal Admiral and Chief Military Liaison to Aegis, to return to his former role. In order to make the proposal for a renewed Aegis, Tezro has invited the superpowers to a conference in New Apollo City on Biggs Colony in Altair the home of the famous fashion statement Altarian Skin. There have been mixed responses, with only the Alliance Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran agreeing to attend. The Federation's ambassador to the Alliance, former President Jasmina Halsey, also voiced her support, but there's been no response from anyone in Congress. The Empire has been openly dismissive. In line with its recent turn towards isolationism, the Imperial Senate stated that it had no interest in any form of cooperation with the other superpowers. The conference starts on Monday, the 3rd of October, and will run for three days. Domino Green's special friend, the engineer Kit Fowler, has claimed that the Thargoids may have fired a colossal, system-destroying weapon at Sol. The Force Suit Specialist presents the End Times podcast, a specialist science-based broadcast that rejects the discoveries of organisations such as the Holloway Bioscience Institute, the Imperial Science Academy and the Olympus Village University and instead conducts its research on social media in order to reveal the truth that the mainstream media is trying to hide. Fowler has been researching the three strange flares that have appeared south of Barnard's Loop, named Unidentified Interstellar Anomalies by Cannon and Stargoids by almost everyone else. These flares have been advancing at faster-than-light speeds from one star to the next in the general direction of the human-inhabited bubble. Within the past 24 hours, the Stargoids seem to have stopped transitioning between systems and are heading through interstellar space in a straight line, but still straight towards the bubble, with arrival times estimated between late October and early December. Fowler's discoveries include several only mildly incompatible findings. Not only are the Stargoids weapons the Thargoids have fired that will completely wipe out the entire Sol system as an act of terrible revenge against presumably the Federation for their part in the Proteus Wave, but they are also interdimensional portals to allow the Thargoids to attack humanity anywhere they want, and the Thargoids are spending the next couple of months secretly manoeuvring these interdimensional portals into place in systems where they will cause the greatest surprise and consternation. In addition, says Fowler, the Stargoids are also distortions in real space caused by exceptionally massive Thargoid objects transiting through hyperspace in the general direction of unsuspecting humanity. That he can believe that the Stargoids are all three of these things at once perhaps says something about Fowler's very special genius.
Perhaps it's because they appeared so soon after the Thargoids subverted Salvation's technology in HIP 22460. Perhaps it's because of that Thargoid bellow requesting help. Or perhaps it's the radiating spirals of green and blue light from the Stargoids that looks awfully like the Guardian Relic and Unclassified Relic colours and the colours of the two Proteus Wave Blasts. But it's hard not to imagine that the Stargoids must be something to do with the Thargoids and their response to Salvation's Masterstroke. The Far God Cult's first apostle of the True Chapters believes that the Stargoids herald the arrival of the Far God itself and will presumably revel in the destruction of the universe that will inevitably result from the Far God's manifestation. Perhaps the Stargoids are the Far God, arriving in three separate magical starships to bestow a painless death on true believers and a much more painful death on everyone else. In face of all the admittedly circumstantial evidence, Orion University's Elizabeth Perez firmly believes that we can have no idea what the Stargoids really are. She believes our sense of guilt and paranoia about the Proteus wave has led our natural tendency to pareidolia or apophenia to draw a non-existent connection between attempting to completely wipe out the Thargoids and the appearance of huge, scary, deadly and very, very angry mummy Thargoids heading our way. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Welcome. Thank you, Commanders Beetle, Juden, Wotherspoon. Now we're going over to Macapology Officer for this week's Hutton Helper results. The nearly seamless McCutton Helper results. The McCutton Helper results are sponsored by the McCutton Helper, the only third party resource to come with a sturdy tattered umbrella in case it starts raining asteroids. This week we have the following events the Willie Thorne Galactic Snooker Ball Cup, the Selling Protective Tinfoil Hats Deja Vu Trophy, the Hit It Away From the Planet Mission Challenge, the Relax, it's only a little bit of the sky that's fallen in. Charity Shield, the Nuke It, and if that doesn't work, then Nuke It Again award, the Planet Killer Abandon Extinction Event Time Trial. So, wear a hard hat, don't stand directly under the gigantic meteorite, and put your head between your legs so you can kiss your ass goodbye. The Hutton Helper results are Red Lab 123 jumped 49,000 light years to come first in distance travelled. Montgomery Python sold 36,000 tonnes of cargo. Montgomery Python is also a top mission runner with 512 mission points. Alex Zuno has handed in 
999,999,999 credits worth of bounties. Crash Harper handed in 1.136 billion credits of combat bonds. And Jack's Ring Rider delivered 167 people to their various destinations. So, decals there for Red Lab 123, Crash Harper, and Cyber Fox with two X's for systems pinged. Please email I took part at huttonorbital.com and I reached the clip in your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a model dinosaur, a telescope, and a big splat decal with a picture of Hutton in the middle. There have been 20 Hutton runs in the last seven days. The top five times are Impala Mark with 1 hour, 22 minutes and 48 seconds. Jintosh with 1 hour, 22 minutes and 48 seconds also. Bandicoot with 1 hour, 24 minutes and 5 seconds. Norbert Platinod with 1 hour, 24 minutes and 9 seconds. And William P. Ursus with 1 hour, 24 minutes and 24 seconds. There is a whole galaxy of stuff out there needing deflected, irrigated, sniffed, snuffled, postponed, hidden from, flipped, mistranslated to and from Spanish, chilled, mugged, ginned, shipped, shot, rescued, looted, repaired, destroyed, bought, sold, squeezed, inflated, bumped, frozen, liquidated, evaporated, sandblasted, sponged down, smelled, licked, extruded, discombobulated, recombobulated, pilfered, drugged, compressed, enveloped, siphoned, regurgitated, strained, fermented, poached, interabanged, upcycled, violently downcycled, smelted and probinated. And you can earn yourself a very fetching hut detail for doing it. To get involved, you just have to go to hot.fothermug.com and download or sign up for the spectacular new Hutton Helper, available in three exciting formats. Let's face it, anything has to be better than wondering why it get dark all of a sudden, and then looking up to realise why. Anyway, that's it for this week, back to Studio 5. Now, in place of the usual Garnet Rest Digest, and as Amelia is still traumatised from last week's shenanigans, we thought we'd go with something from the Hutton Archives. Meanwhile, in a small booth in the local bar at Hutton Orbital, two truckers are having a conversation. Yeah, you know something, mate. Well, I know lots of things. Yeah, I know you do, but I sometimes think, right, what's it all for? What do you mean? That's a bit deep, innit? Nah, no, I mean, why are we here? Well, you know, when a bloke likes a bird, right, and they do the thing, yeah? Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter, you dirty old trucker. We're sitting here, nearly two hours away from the nav beacon, and we do this week in, week out. We was here last week, we was here the week before, we'll be bloody back here next week, so why are we here? Well, we're here for the mug, ain't we? Yeah, but what does that mean, for the mug? It means we're here... For the mug, you filthy trucker. But I've already got a mug, anyway. Actually, I've got two, one free churn. So how'd you fly a ship, then? Clever dick, anyway. <laughs> you filthy trucker. You up and trucking, filthy mother trucker. Yeah, but before for the mug, why did anyone come to Utton? Well, probably because they weren't paying attention. Some federal type probably said to some newbie, Here, mate, 
Just pop this gold over to Arton Orbital, will you? Filthy trucker. Well, they are those feds, aren't they? So, what you're saying is that Hutton's a bad joke. Well, it's an old joke. I flew all the way to Hutton and all I got was this mug. So that's the joke, isn't it? So what's so special about the mug then? Well, a couple of years ago, some geezer called Muggsy worked out that if he salvaged all those poor mugs that didn't make it to Hutton and made a souvenir mug out of their frame shift plates, it'd keep their beverages hot, wouldn't it? Hang on a sec. Let me get this straight. Some bloke invents a mug that he sells at Hutton that keeps your drink warm while you fly to Hutton. Yeah. But that don't answer my question, does it? Why does anyone come to truck in Hutton? Well, it must be mugs, mustn't they? Lots of people want Hutton mugs these days. So everyone comes to Hutton to get Hutton mugs to sell to people who want Hutton mugs. They're rarer than massacre missions in the war zone. Why don't they just buy those cheap knockoff mugs off Galbay? Well, because they don't want to work properly, do they? Their coffee goes cold. Filthy cheap knockoff pirate truckers. Well, I bet it's that Don, innit? So what are you sitting in this bar for? Why ain't you out trucking? Well, I got mugged, didn't I? So thank you to Amelia for giving us a rare opportunity to hear that relic from days gone by. Don't call him a relic, he's only taking a week off. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) 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 Right, so, is it now time for us to run away up to the green room and see who's there? It is indeed. Hooray! Let's go! Should we go there or should we bring them here? Uh, I think there's only a couple of them. Maybe we bring them here. Maybe yeah, bring, bring, bring them here. here. Yeah, we can okay, guys. Pre- prepare for a sudden movement. Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, sorry about that. The place yeah. needs to clean anyway, so. Yeah. User was moved to your channel. User was moved to your channel. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Ah, well, we go. Now, let me think. What's the best way to do this? Did they bring biscuits? Well, we do me, Flossie, Chicks. No, we say this every month and we never remember. No, I know. No, I know, but it's tradition, you know. Yeah. So, I'll go first and I will speak to Volcarius. How are you doing? Oh, quite well. Um, Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Nice and clear. I'd say a bit chilly, but definitely not too bad. Excellent. And uh, I swear, you... I swear. Just then, it sounds as if it sounds as if the Federation has gone too far this time, tricking new commanders into flying to Hutton Orbital. Yeah, who would who would do such a thing? Who would do a thing like that? Come on. Yeah, Probably told my, them there's my a free advice... anaconda waiting for them as well. Uh, well, <clears throat> my advice, new commanders, tell those feds to fly to sister off. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you been up to? You've been busy then. Oh, well, it's been an interesting few weeks, I'd say. It looks like we have the makings of a new project. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, just a, a few weeks ago, it, this was all about finding the best possible star systems to get bounty hunting missions. Yes. So, like, not how to hunt, how to get the missions. Mm-hmm. Communi- um, community goals notwithstanding, of course. Did it involve the number nine at some point? Because I seem to have seen an awful lot of number nines floating about this and uh, hunting helper <laughs> results this week. Someone may have been on the on the warpath recently, admittedly. Yes, yes, that did yeah, seem well, that did seem very um, it did seem uh, very precise, a very precise amount. Yeah, well, the uh, <clears throat> if you uh, want to use the elegant solver, you can achieve that. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, so um, for a bit of background, um, so Alexandra has been documenting the precise BGS conditions needed for good missions to appear. Mm -hmm. And what we found was that even with absolutely no CNB or res data, we can still produce like a daily report of the best locations in the galaxy, uh, in theory. <laughs> oh my god, that's, um, that's so, yeah. Yeah, it, it's about the pairs of systems. Um, so you need, you need a, um, a system we're calling the shop uh, to provide the missions and a system yeah. we call the arena uh, to do the missions. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the uh, at the moment, of course, it needs a quick scout around the top few in the list uh, before mm -hmm. you can use them. Um, so I, I took a look around for CNB and res data, and I see some other utilities apparently have that available, but I couldn't find any actual data dumps. Right. And I reckon there is a, there appears to be like a data void here. So we want to fix that. Yeah. So, like, I'd say on, on behalf of INIV as a whole, we want something better for the galaxy, I would say. <laughs> so the plan is to make a small EDMC plugin, a bit like the helper. Yeah. Uh, gather the specific data we need, build the best bounty hunting utility in the galaxy, and provide the data dump, like, most importantly of all. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's the, you've got your bot cut out for you there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've already checked the feasibility of it at least. So the yeah. the, the, the journal has what we need, and um, an EDMC seems to provide access to it as well. Um, unfortunately, EDDN doesn't like the, the live data stream, which most of the sites use. Um, mm. That would have been best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but maybe in future versions. Well, yeah. That's how this is how it starts, though. So you can request to EDDN um, that if there's something that's missing, which could be included, uh, but if it's too niche, then it's not really for the best interest of everyone's data stream to have your niche item in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I figured, um, given that existing utilities are not forthcoming with the data they use, and that we're a, quite a large consumer of data, I figured we could give something back there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if the, it works out well, I think we can probably use, um, if we can get some like bounty statistics as well on the side, um, we might be able to give, to provide like, the distribution of the claim values for each ship and rank and such. Uh, mm -hmm. So, Oh, that that is a project and a half, that one. <laughs> yeah, well, we love this stuff. So yeah. Like, flying mathematics department and all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we actually play? Oh, yeah, here and there. <laughs> oh, that's good. You're in there. Yeah, you managed to fit it in around the maths. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, is that you, or have you had, have you had any other adventures? Uh, mostly, uh, unless you want to rhyme. But the uh... <laughs> yes, <laughs> you do. Okay. Yes. Here, here goes. <clears throat> the Hutton head of apology used a railgun to study astrology. Got yeeted out into the black, and on the way back. And elite exobiology. Awesome. I should, I should, <laughs> treasure, I should treasure that always. <laughs> thank you. And yeah. so, um, oh, yeah, sorry. Thank you very well. That, that's it. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah. you all very, very much for the show. Hail the Empress and for the mug. So now it's my turn to talk to Aiden. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? Um, variable. Um, <laughs> oh, variable. Yeah, well, I hope it's more positive than negative. <laughs> no, mostly more positive than negative. I mean, I've, I've spent half the month on holiday, so that was fine. 
just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I caught a, a very mild case of, of mods on the way oh. back. Oh, uh, no. Uh, because something, because um, one of the one of the shop stewards in one in, in the, um, the in the bar at the starport that I was fly, I was flying from whilst I was waiting for my apex. They, it might have been that they might have left the food out a little bit too long. Oh dear! So I caught a, uh, a tiny case of mods. Oh dear! Oh, I hope you're better now. Oh, well, I've I've got my mug again, so so. Oh it, well, that'll help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never uh, eat the nuts from the bar. <laughs> it wasn't the nuts. It was the sandwiches. <laughs> oh. Sandwiches. Oh. Yeah. Well, you should have done better. <laughs> well, all the other starports I've been to and been to the, um, you know, the, the private bar, they've been fine. I'm the one. I the the one in Greek Cyprus. Awesome. The one in, you know. The festering pit that is Gatwick. That was, <laughs> you know, that was fine. The one in the Dominican Republic, yeah, less so. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's really what I've been most. You know, the big thing I've done. Cause, but other than that, you know, not been doing much. No, if that's your most exciting thing. <laughs> well. Yeah, got evacuated briefly from one hotel into the other whilst I was on Ooh. holiday. Oh, yeah. What was because that Because of Hurricane Fiona. Oh, Fiona, yes. My sister. Yeah. <laughs> so Every Fiona... time I've heard reports about the damage Fiona was doing, I'm a little laugh to myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm Fiona ended up getting me an upgrade <laughs> to a posher hotel for three oh, days. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad she did some good. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was very, it was a very swanky hotel, but oh, nice! Oh yeah, and didn't cost me any, cost me anything more. Brilliant. Yeah, but that's it really. Um, for the mug. Okay, thank you for the mug. And who is next? Well, I would say by a press of elimination, um, either me hey. or Jim needs to interview the other one. <laughs> I think it's your turn to interview the apology officer. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. never know how this bloody system works. For the mug. Jim, I think you're interviewing yourself. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chicks, how have you been? For the mug. You missed me out, <laughs> didn't you? So the apology yeah. officer has a story. Uh, yeah, I'll first, so, first though, yeah, I'll tell my story about... Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, stuff. Um, I've been doing missions and things, trying to get the the bits together to upgrade my Maverick suit from a, a grade two to a grade three, and to add the big backpack to it. I've forgotten you had the legs now. Yeah, I've got the legs and everything. Mm. Um, so I've been doing all sorts of missions and getting materials and things like that. It was all going very well. And then last night, just before I came off, I saw I done somebody made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> It was Italian, I was, I was short of upgrading my suit by one, um, one suit schematic. Uh-huh. I was like, right, okay. So I had my five, I had my exactly my five um, power regulators and all my other bits, but I was short by one suit schematic. And a mission came up offering a suit schematic. 
And I went, oh, that looks good. And then I read the details, and details said, you had to go to this base, power it up with your own power regulator, download some information, and then take your power regulator back and come home. I thought, well, that's fine. That's that's easy. You know, it's, I think so, it was... Uh, sounds like a lot for a suit schematic. Yeah, I don't care. They knew they knew I needed that suit schematic. Um, I thought, well, that's easy enough. It's uh, I'll, I'll go out and do that. I think it was like threat level three or something. It'll be fine. Um, so when I went, and sure enough, I could see all the all the torch beams down in the ground, and you know it was nighttime, so it was really dark. Um, and I went in. So I went in and I used some rockets and got rid of the, the scavengers who were there, and I got myself landed. Um, Got off of the ship, drove my SRV round because I wanted to have something close to me if I was taking all the stuff and things like that. Um, jumped in. Went something to run them thought, over with. This is working out really well because I get in past the first one. It was one of those ones you were talking about where you, you go through another building to get to the power building. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. Oh, though, yeah, in the agricultural ones. Yeah, so I had to get through the research building to get to the power building, which was all very well and good. Um, and I'd, I was just about to do the the lock on the power building, and I noticed there was a body lying on the floor who was a level three, so I scanned him, get his oh, level three authorization. Gift. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, that means I don't need to use e-breaches. Um, cut the panel. Well, it just you know, overcharged the slot. Yeah, panel cut, panel down. Um, and then I powered up the slot, and it opened because I had level three authorization for this dead guy. I went in, put my power regulator in, powered it up, and I thought, right, I can start clearing out the boxes and things, and I'll find this thing when I get to it. And I started thinking about it, and then I get the, the message, your ship is under attack. And I thought, oh, no, I'll need to go and deal with this. Quick dismiss. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a stray scavenger, because I hadn't heard anything. So it'll be a stray scavenger, and I ran out, and there was about half a dozen of them. I thought, oh, no. Got into the SRV, and I was, you know, having a bit of a shootout with them in the SRV, and they get my shields done. I thought, right, I'm going to reverse back a bit, out of range, let my shields come up, and then I go charging back in. I managed to run one of them over, which was good. Um, so I fired back in the SRV and went off the edge of the, the plateau that the base was built on. <laughs> for a good, what felt like about 15 minutes rolling down a hill. Probably um, <laughs> closer to about 30 seconds. Into the deepest, darkest, most steep-sided uh, ravine I've been in in a long, long time. And I thought, well, now I'm stuck. Um... And I thought, well, I, I'll try and get back up, but the SRV wasn't having it. The sides were too steep. And I thought, well, I tried getting up on foot and that wasn't working. Then I had to find the SRV and get back in. And I thought, oh, man. I thought, well, I can't go home because then I'll lose the power regulator and I'll get into trouble for not finishing the mission. And I don't get my suit schematic that I need to upgrade this suit. So I thought, well, best things, best thing I can think of is go along the bottom of the valley and hope it'll open out. And, you know, and I tried, I thought, I'll re try recalling the ship and see where it lands. And I recalled the ship and it came back and hovered over the top of me and couldn't land. And I thought, that's not a good sign. Um, and I thought, right, okay, I'll drive along. So I was driving along and I got so far in the SRV and the SRV couldn't go any further. And I thought, <laughs> right, okay, so I had to proceed on foot from there. You know, kind of, I was using a, using my jump and my jetpack to get me along, which was surprisingly effective. Yeah. Um, and recalling the ship and going, no, it's still just hanging in the sky. I'll need to dismiss it again. And then eventually it didn't hang over me in the sky and it stopped making ship noise. And I thought, well, either that's been blown up by somebody or it's landed. 
and it turned out it had landed. It had found a space, and I could see the lights in the distance. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it was the most welcome sight I've seen since forever. So I managed to dumble my way along and get back into my ship and fly back up to the base, and then I dispensed some angry, vengeful rocketry. Um, and then went back in, downloaded the thing, claimed my, uh, my power uh, regulator back, which... Takes about two minutes to come out of the bloody machine. Yeah, it does. It takes forever. <laughs> yeah. It's forever just standing around going, please don't send more scavs, please don't send more scavs. Yeah, so um, they always appear when you take the power regulator out. Yeah, well, they didn't in this one. I think because I'd had two waves and I'd killed them all. But um, So uh, I managed to get my stuff and get back on my ship and get home and upgrade my suit. Um, and it all ended well, but yeah, it was quite quite stressy. And Elite Dangerous was genuinely dangerous for that, that period of time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. And now I can say, for the mug. Okay. Right, is anybody going to talk to me? <laughs> Helen! Flossie! <laughs> what have you been up to? You missed me out. What, if you say for the mug, I'm going to be very upset. No, 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 <laughs> no, I'm not, no. Very similar to you, I've been trying to upgrade all my suits. So all nearly grade five. Whoa! And uh, I, I checked, double checked, double checked all the ingredients. So, yeah, I've got everything. I did two of my suits and found I was short of two suit schematics. Oh, no, this is schematics for you as well. Yeah. Oh. So, anyway, I made a plea on the. Um, <laughs> I, I did try a couple of missions, but I failed them. So, I had a, um, a play on the Hutton, uh, the squad chat channel. Mm. And. Um, Dead meat said he had some. Oh. Dead meat always bails people yeah, out. He bailed he me, he me out a few times. Yeah. So I went to meet him. He's he was busy on the planet. Dead meat's basically a, he's like a space spiv, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. a <laughs> yeah. space spiv. <laughs> so uh, he dropped me the, um, the suit schematics and uh, I dropped him a few things he wanted. And I went on my way. So I finally managed to do the last suit, so all three oh. are now on grade five. So yes. God, I was upgrading mine for two to three. Mine, I was short of power generators. Uh, regulators. Regulators yeah. for ages. And I thought, I can't I can't get them. They've kept trying. I kept going on these different missions. and I always have trouble trying to scan people for the, for the clearance, and I can never quite catch them all that and a few times I just got caught and killed. Oh. Yeah, do you know how I do that? No. <laughs> I, get up, I get up onto the roof of a building and look mm -hmm. through the windows and if I can see somebody yeah. inside, I scan them for the roof and nobody nobody comes looking for you in the roof. Well, well there wasn't any roof but there was windows at the sides and every yeah. time I tried it, somebody came along and turned and looked at me <laughs> and just stared at me. <laughs> I just didn't dare. Like, just just, just waving the look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. when, when, you, back. when you start to scan them, they go into sort of that kung fu pose, don't they? Like they crouch and they're looking out the window, and then they pull a gun out, and you, oh shit! <laughs> and yeah. then the alarms start. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, uh, also I had um, try, uh, that's it. What I did, I was uh, taking missions for power generators, uh, not generators, regulators, and abandoning them. Oh, I know, very, very, very naughty, I know, but that's <laughs> the only way I could think to do it. <laughs> and of course, I didn't mind the fines too much because I got plenty of money, so I didn't mind the fines, but my reputation, oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> I, got, yeah. I was hostile on one of the factions. I was, so, too, I was too bad, I managed to find, well, 
<laughs> missions that were paying uh, regulators. I even found I even hmm. found one in a an abandoned um, sidewinder. Yeah. Oh. I never, I never seem to find anything like that. Yeah. Oh no, it, it was a salvage mission. I was going there to get something. Yeah. Well, I know. I there was this. I saw um, an SRV at uh, one of the bases I was at, and I yeah. thought they're supposed to have me in them somewhere, but I couldn't even see where it was supposed to be. So. It's un- underneath. It's you underneath. have to crawl underneath. And do they always have them, or just sometimes? Uh, they're they, usually degraded. Yeah, they're usually yeah, degraded. Sometimes, yeah. it's, sometimes it's a good one. Yeah, well, I couldn't be. see any, so... You have to crawl underneath and there's a, a panel that you can cut and ah. spring and then you can pull them out. And there's yeah. usually like two, two smaller panels on the back. I know, I remember doing doing the thing in the training mission, but I couldn't yeah. remember exactly how I did it. <laughs> yeah, you need to crouch yeah. and go underneath it. Yeah, ah, that's it. I did have to cut along, yeah. So, oh, I was, I was really getting frustrated with myself. <laughs> Eventually managed to get all the... I thought oh, I'd better go and um, get some reputation back. So I took a couple of missions, which I thought would be fairly simple to do. Yeah. Um, uh, just uh, crash site stuff, you know. Yeah. But one of them on the way it said there would be scavengers. Oh, great. So I said my SRV and I ran them all over. And mm-hmm. so I went looking for the thing I had to get. Could I heck... Uh, that's it. Was, it was in a box and I thought, I better need a bridge for that. So I grabbed an e-bridge. But it didn't come up free bridge. I thought, why not? Why not? And I nearly gave up. And I thought, I'll just go back and try it again. This time I grabbed two e bridges. And yeah. I think that was it. It said one stroke, two e bridge. So okay. you needed you needed two to get it open. Oh jeez, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did not know that. No. I think that's what it was anyway, because it said one stroke two e bridge and thought. No, that would mean What's that got, mean? That mean you it would use one of your two e breaches. I don't know. Anyway, it, this, this time it worked. Mm-hmm. And I managed to get what I needed and get that one successfully done. But the next one, <coughs> well, there was scavs all over the place. And I was running around in my SRV, killing them all. Then more had come. And I changed the SRV at one point because it was getting really low. <laughs> and I didn't have any repair kits on me. So... Uh, Oh, I was just running around, and eventually they did just blow me up and thought, right, that's it, I've failed oh. my mission. <laughs> but do you know, see when you put your SRV back on board your ship, it repairs a hole. Yeah, I know, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that once, and then I went back and... But I had two anyway, so I was just swapping between them. Yeah. But it just got... I was just getting uh, more and more. Yeah, you'd be better off with Scorpion if you can get one, they're a lot tougher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, at least I got the, the, the suits I wanted in the end. Yes. But today, today, today. I received a Steam Deck. Ooh. Mm. Not a Steam Deck, a Steam no, Deck. No, a Steam Deck. I've already got a Stream Deck. Yeah, so and I thought of all days to come, it has to come on a Thursday. <laughs> Busiest day of the week when I don't have time to do anything else. <laughs> but you so, have got it. I have got it. Uh, Robbie's helped me set it up a bit. I've managed to get a lead on it at last. Awesome. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to do anything else. So you have the precious. I have the precious little package right next to me here. Awesome. 
Yeah. And, uh, Ian, um, Ian, that's my brother. Um, Derek. Derek. Derek, he got one. hurricane. <laughs> got one at the same time. Yes, oh, did he get his as well? Oh, nice. Yeah, the two arrived together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were relieved to find that they were both heavy, so none had been taken out. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Is that a thing that's been happening with them? Yeah, they've been going missing. No, no, yeah. no. And yet, people, well, I was putting them on eBay, and it's got two or three for sale, and you can't get more than one. You can't buy more than one. Yeah. So they're obviously stolen them and put them on eBay. No, oh, jeez. Yeah. So anyway, I was glad the both survived. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was my big news for today, and I have not chance awesome. to, to use it. Right, well, let's, let's hurry this along so that we can... Yeah. So you can so, get back to it. So, for the mug from me. <laughs> for the mug to you too. <laughs> I don't right. think anybody has to talk to anybody else now, do they? We're all done with talking to people. I think everyone's yeah, I mean, been who'd want to talk to any of us, so... Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what really makes me wonder. <laughs> right. Okay, shall we Shall we then make our way to the, to the exit? I think we're already uh, there. Yeah, yeah, we're already here. It's um, oh, I we'll just con continue. We don't know. <laughs> we'll let the other two stay, shall we, while we finish the show? Yeah, let's just fin yeah. let's get finished off then. So, let's see. End end banter. Any end banter? I think we're okay for end banter. Maybe we've done the banter. Let's just mm. see. Yeah. Thank you very much to our listener, and thank you very much to our green room guests. And yeah. that's it for this week's Hutton Orbital News live. Thank you very much and good night. Good night. Good night. Fuck the mug. 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 Journey too long, no cargo too small. Profit margins never really mattered at all. Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere Loading all the teen out to the brim With the rest for the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, everybody's seen a trucker's song. Flossie always seems to crash into the sun. Skibble lies to pile it on the Xbox One. Helping out the free, you know, leads us well. Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody out. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody's singing the hunting trucker's song. For the more. For the more, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody's 
sing the Joker song. Profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, any time, anywhere. So shout it out loud, like you don't even care for the mall, for the mall, for the mall, for the mall. Yeah, you know just where we. Coming from, full of more, full of more. Everybody sing the Joker song, full of more, full of more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from, full of more, full of more. Everybody sing the Joker song. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you buggle off too? Seamless.